In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltland, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey, you're listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson. We recorded this show on Sunday, May 14th, just after the 3 0 result versus Chicago. Man, they really stuck it to us this week. That result on Saturday was absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, not the least reason of which, because we felt pretty darn prepared for the uh, for the for the match even though we were a little pessimistic on the show due to recent results. Here to help us figure this match out and set up our analysis is Jeff Engelhart from the Fire on Ice Soccer podcast. You can find them at Fire on Ice Soccer on Twitter or FireOnIceSoccer.com. We invited Jeff to give us some feedback, get his takes on the game, and feel out the Fire's prospects for the rest of the season. We also have a preview for the KC match that just happened. Uh, Yeah, it happened. That's the best we can say at this point. It's been a pretty rough week. Along with me for the ride this week are Kevin Zamira, Tim Hamilton, Callum Scott, and Uber coach, uh, Kat Peterson. So stick around. It's a really great show this week. Kudos to No Saudietis for getting a quickie out this week. It was a great show, but we like to think ours has mellowed out a little bit longer and just has a really nice mouthfeel. Uh, find us on Twitter at Flounders B Team, and please leave reviews and subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. If you're super old school, you can find our RSS feed on FloundersBTeam.com. In all seriousness, we uh, are getting this out a little bit later than we would normally like, but as Frank Sinatra says, That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April. Shot down in May, but I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top, back on top in June. I said that's life, that's life. and as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Flounders B Team Podcast. I'm sitting here with Kevin Zamira, Kat Peterson, Tim Hamilton, and uh, we are very fortunate to have on the line with us. This is our first uh, phone call that we've done with uh, a remote supporters group, but this is um, a representative from the uh, Fire and Ice Soccer Podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Fire and Ice Podcast. Uh, from the lovely Schaumburg, Illinois, just a little bit of a park. Uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, just a little bit of, uh, far away from uh, a little bit of distance from Toyota Park, you said? Yeah, yeah, Toyota park. about uh, 40 minutes away or so. Oh, 40 minutes, okay. And Toyota Park is, is located where exactly? Bridgeview, Illinois. They like to say Chicago, but they're all a bunch of dirty loggers. <laughs> That's right, Chicago land, as they say, right? Chicago Metro. Correct. Chicago metropolitan area. We were introduced basically what yesterday and today. Um, we are a South Sound Sounders podcast. Uh, South Sound is basically anything south of like Seattle or Tequila in the Puget Sound area. I don't know how familiar you are with the geography here, but we're 
basically uh, trying to get a unique perspective on the Sounders experience from the fan perspective, especially opposing fans and opposing supporters like yourselves. Uh, so tell us a little about a little bit about you and your podcast. How long? Yeah. Um, well, I started with um, SB Nation. Uh, cool. People may be familiar with Hot Time in Old Town, which is a Chicago Fire blog. Oh yeah. I was there for a while and I was the editor there and, um, you know, I just got, you know, it felt unfair to be there. Um, I just couldn't really dedicate the time, um, to really running the whole show there. So me and a buddy, um, started this fire on ice webs. It's the first year we're doing it. So we've had some bumps in the road, but I'm sure we'll smooth it out. And we just carried our, and it's uh, been pretty well received and we just try to keep it, you know, as, the MLS knows uh, the fire have not been a very good team the last handful of years. So we just try to keep things in perspective and not get too serious or worked up about things. Um, I understand everyone's uh, and the whole Hoffman out movement, which is uh, trying to out the owner of the team, but I've never really been that way. I, uh, you know, I like soccer just for the entertainment of mm-hmm. it. So we try to keep it pretty relaxed on our podcast and um, just enjoy it for what it is. Right on. Well, we can understand that. We've uh, we've established some pretty high expectations for ourselves over the past uh, few years, and uh, I yeah. think you know this might be one of those years where those expectations uh, might might be uh, what's the word attenuated a little bit unmet. <laughs> <laughs> not met yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right. might be the phrase we're looking for but um cool so uh well thank you so much so it's you and another gentleman on the cast yeah yeah my uh my friend ryan Boyles, who also was a writer at hot time we both just decided to kind of do our work and he's from uh also like you geography way away from um he has a, a little bit of a different perspective. He was closer to St. Louis, uh, still on the Illinois side, but oh, he's sure. much closer to St. Louis. So right on. He gets his outlet pretty much just from talking about the team um, on the podcast, and he doesn't really get too many opportunities to actually get out to the stadium. Okay. Well, I, I grew up in uh, Davenport, Iowa, actually. Uh, about oh, nice. Three yeah, hours, I know exactly yeah, where that's at. Yeah, right on. Okay. Um, well, uh, so we're calling you because uh, we recently had a had, had a match together. That was pretty exciting for you. <laughs> yes. yes, it was. It was. <laughs> so, uh, what were your uh, initial uh, reactions to the bot to the uh, to the match? You know, I I was surprised. the The final score was four to one. That's for sure. But I knew the team was going to come out with a lot of energy and uh, a real desire trip right before this game and it was planned and you know they showed flashes during that road trip so it, it really came down to just needing they seem to put it um on saturday which was nice to see um i did predict a win but one coming so it was nice for sold out crowds at toyota park uh get to go home with a, a pretty good treat well, that is awesome. Really had to, uh, really glad to hear that. We're having a little bit of an uh, an audio lag uh, on on your side, or maybe it's on my side. How are we coming through for you? Sounded good on my end, okay. and so it's probably uh, um, choppy for you. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we should be okay. I've got pretty good bandwidth uh, uh, on the on the place there. Anyway, I'll cut that little bit out. But uh, right on. What uh, Tim? You had some questions lined up. Oh no, you answered most of them. Uh, you know, going right before the match. I mean, we usually we're going to try to do this in in the future uh, pre match so that uh, nobody gets to rub anything in. But um, what were your expectations going into the match? I know Chicago had. Well, heck, this is the MLS. A lot of people have had uh, less than stellar season so far, save maybe one or two teams. What did, what did you see going in? What were you expecting? I wanted to see uh, – I, I finish. Uh, they've just had a really hard time converting their chances. They've, they've created a lot, and they look good um, um, in that respect again, and they looked pretty good in the first half against L.A., but again, point out of nine, trip is never good. So uh, the way they played was really, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, being a little bit more, more offensive-oriented. Uh, you may have noticed not play in this game due to an injury, but either way, Chicago may have found its best lineup um, just by having, you know, it may have been a blessing in disguise. Nino's been bad, but I think we saw a lot of really with Michael DeLayu sort of taking up that central role and pushing the ball forward. That was uh, that was good to see, and I, I didn't really expect. Um, I think it worked for him. Now a four-two-three-one is that normal for for Chicago? That is that is normal, um, and I but I think. Uh, everyone would sort of agree Seattle had the better of the play in the first half. And that is when Chicago was in the four, two, three, one. Second half, they kind of got to that four, three, three, and, and that's seemed to work a little better. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that move. Um, you want to kind of replicate how they have. And that formation worked a lot better than four, two, three, one, which surprised leaving back yeah, seeing a little bit and put it, pushing Bastion Schweinsteiger forward that that seemed to help a little bit. Yeah, seeing uh, we rolled out a probably a four four two for the first time this season because we've been running out of uh, running out of right back Pez every time some guy goes down with injury or or a second accumulation of a yellow card. So we were actually starting with a four four two and we had our. You know, probably our number eight, one of our better defensive midfielders playing right back. And it sounded like, according to the broadcast, that they kind of flip-flop and put a, a calm down on Roldan's side. And uh, he was able to uh, – no, no, that started on Roldan's side and flipped to Jones's side. Mm -hmm. That's it, because Jones likes to push up. And what was your scouting report on Seattle? And uh, did you look forward to this game because <laughs> you had an opportunity for three points because this – Sounders have not been able to find good form yet, or uh, were you at all nervous? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, obviously, when you just hear the name Seattle, they've they've been so good that that carries a little bit of respect with it wherever it goes. So even though they weren't in, you're always nervous about it. Uh, on paper, they're a dynamite team. Uh, I was surprised to see Roldan at right back, like you mentioned. <laughs> that, that threw me up. But, um, uh, you know, really I, yeah. obviously there's a lot to love about that team. And 
I thought that the fire did have a decent chance, but just because I knew they'd be so motivated, especially going on national TV. But the fire having a history and that's probably what made me nervous was the fact that they lay in lay in the whole uh you know the whole nation gets a chance to see yeah this they is- actually uh you know got to up their reputation a little bit on saturday yeah being on national tv you don't want to lay an egg and then just leave it like oh that's just chicago being chicago right yeah so luckily they were able to avoid that and um you know, it, it, it was probably their best performance of the year, so uh, they saved it for the right time. Perfect. Did uh, you manage to make it to the stadium for the match? I did not. Okay. Um, I, I wish I could have been there. Um, it was not one I could get to, but uh, it sold out. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I don't know if you caught it, sellout at Toyota Park since that's a really that's a really big deal. And it was a legitimate sellout. Um, Chicago's tried to claim sellouts before when – it's clearly not. Uh, you could just see with your own eyes. That's not true. Yeah, this Portland. was a legitimate. the first one since 2015. A really positive sign for the club. Portland used to make fun of us for our uh, Groupon sellouts. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, uh, well, heck, we make fun of ourselves. I mean, you'll find every fire fan makes fun of the club for just kind of handing out tickets to people as they like drive on the interstate, you know, just trying to <laughs> or whatever to get them to come to the stadium. It actually, you know, well for them. And, uh, Hopefully that that packed house will replicate itself moving forward this year. Right on. So, what do you think? Of, go ahead. I'm sorry, Kat. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask. Do you think um, the addition of Bastian Schweinsteiger has anything to do with that? Like, do you oh, think that's drawing yeah. more people, more hype for the club? Um, just in general, how do you feel like his presence has changed the team? Yeah, completely. He's he's changed. So much on uh, the inside of the club, I, you'll just hear people change mentality, and that's easy to see a guy like Dax McCarty as well. But not packed. Uh, it's it's there's been stories all over the place about people, their friends or coworkers come. Yeah, I'm interested in checking out a game because they hear Einsteiger sign with the team. It's a lot of way. I don't know if it had the same impact as when Blanco came to the team. Um, obviously, Chicago has um, Mexican American population. That was, you know, I mean, they were selling out games like crazy when Blanco was here. But Schweinsteiger still uh, carries as far as marketing goes, and and people were definitely asking. I know they sold over a thousand tickets like the day he was signed, and they even sold a couple. I think so. It made a big impact, um, just from a awareness standpoint in the city. What about on uh, the style of play? Have you noticed a big change since Bastion's been in the lineup? Has it taken some time, or um, are are you seeing him affecting the quality of play as well? Yeah. The style of play is not changed too much. I mean, Panovic, Belchko Panovic, he's always wanted to play kind of that high press and really pressure teams um, in their own ass kind of stayed the same. But we haven't had a guy since he can make, especially from way back, uh, you know, deep line playmaker like he is. Dax has done that a couple times, but Bastion, his, he drops passes on a dime from, you know, 30, 40 yards away all the time. And that's a new, new dynamic. But not only he sort of placed quarterback out there, um, I think of where he was even urging Joe Almira, one of our center backs, to ball. And you can just see how they respond to him. I mean, given the, you know, move it, move it. He just knows how to position people um, to be in the best place. And I think that, you know, you, you can't really measure that, the way he can kind of move the future during the course of the game. As, as what is different about him than your typical uh, in, you know, Europe to uh, MLS 
35-year-old. I don't know how old he is, but usually this is a ret- – how can he keep from being the stereotypical retirement league player? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think he's 32. It, the question is fair. And I, I don't really know. I, I think that this, you know, 2.0 or whatever you want to call it, 3.0, a lot of that went away with the first goal he scored for the fire. I mean, it was a really physical, powerful header that he scored in his debut. And, and that's the kind of goal that's not, it's not a pretty goal necessarily, but it's the kind of goal that shows you something that he has plenty of athleticism to be able to go up, win ahead, out muscle people to, to win it. And that's what this, yeah, this league is definitely a physical league. And as far as beauty is concerned, uh, an old goal <laughs> is a goal and we'll take any of those right now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think MLS as a whole has just gotten better. I think the right, you, you know, old dudes, if you if you want to call them that, um, to where they can kind of shed that rating older players in, but they're. Uh, we, I think we just lost you. Yeah, as long as we stay away from EPL players, I think we'll be good. League, so. Um, but far, uh, it's still only been a handful of games, so you just got to hope he stays healthy. There's a lot of travel in MLS, and that's what kind of gets to people is, you know, sitting there with your legs up for hours, and then you come back down, and then just in, in Europe, you're, you're traveling by bus a lot of times, and it's just, you know, short stops here, short stops Everything's there. a stone's throw, yeah. yeah. And we'll see. I mean, MLS is a long, te- uh, long season, and... You could be on top in the beginning and end up in the bottom, and vice versa. You saw what happened last year for us. We uh, we own this mirror image of our season last year, and we're just hoping that we can have the same result where we just put it together at the end. So hey, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could see Bastion you know, first games came on his first road trip was to Toronto. It wasn't as sharp, and then in York, it was maybe his worst game. Uh, he bounced play a game, but you could tell that the travel was probably an issue for him. I, I don't think he's ever really experienced anything like that, and back-to-back-to-back weeks. So um, that is something you have to get used to. But, yeah, and to your second season being long, and this one with the grain of salt, I think Seattle is obviously going to the end of the year, and a win in May is uh, to celebrate because it's against the champs, but uh, I don't think he has any uh, big impact that will be at the end of the season. Yeah, it's funny. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, um I was reading a bunch of headlines calling it like a season-defining type win, and this is the win that Chicago was looking for. So I was actually curious what your take was on that, if you thought it was you know, that big of a win. Um, I know we're – I don't know. I think we're a little used to early season – you know, toe Slumps. stubs from the yeah. Sounders. <laughs> so nobody's ready to, like, you know, call the season a loss on our end. But I was just curious how big of a win you thought it was from the Chicago Fire side. I think from a actual well, in-season standpoint, it's going to turn out to be not that huge. Uh, for the players, for some of the players, I think it'll help. I mean, we do have a few young guys and um, for all the losing. So you know, maybe that gives them a, a little boost, being able to win, being able to play in front of in their in their home stadium for once. I think that that's nice for them, or for the team um, from an exterior standpoint. I think that if they can kind of carry this momentum, it'll help to the park in the short term. It'll help kind of raise 
thinking about the team in the short term and shed a little bit of that bad reputation they've had. But at the end of the day, um, they have a lot of hanging around the red line there right now, I think. And it's easy to get up for a nationally televised game against the defending MLS Cup champions. Uh, the question is, can they do it on a Wednesday night against us? We're about to find out. That's not a sexy game. Can you bring that energy for that game? Uh, so with uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, back to that young man, um, we've experienced, we've seen uh, that you've you've had some commentary on his commentary over the past few days, and wondering if you have any uh, any any thoughts on his uh, perspectives on the professionalism of MLS in general of uh, the team itself, because he had some pretty sharp commentary for the effectiveness of, of the players on the fire. Uh, wondering if you have any thoughts about that. Yeah, um, I was actually really such, uh, I don't know if you want to, but it, it started a conversation, um, yeah. the comments he made in where he just, you know, that, you know, obviously the quality in MLS is to Europe, including his own teammates and probably the opposition he faces, I think. But even more so internally, uh, just, you know, it's great saying that he is in the locker room. They, they have an, a game plan going. But they're just not to that level that he's used to. So he might be making passes that he expects, you know, his stand or vice versa. Mm -hmm. To me, it made complete sense. I, I think he's right on about you know, paper have questions and obviously the quality on the team isn't to some of the other teams in the league and certainly not to that uh, uh what he's been used to his whole life so didn't catch me off guard at all i don't think he was being a, a big meanie to his teammates <laughs> or anything i don't think he hates his teammates um I, uh being honest and i think his teammates probably respect that yeah. i'll get along i don't think it caused any rift or anything is that in character like that. for schweinsteiger is that in character for him but, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right on. So what's your outlook for the rest of the season? Where are you hoping to finish? Uh, in motions, I had the Chicago Fire finishing seventh in the Eastern Conference. Okay. And, and obviously that was before Bastian Schweinsteiger came on board. He came a little bit after the season started. Doesn't change things a whole lot for me. I mean, obviously the team is, is better with a guy like that there. But I just think the East is 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 uh, pretty dirty. They're, they're right at the same level. That they have a shot for like sort of fifth seed. I'd, I'd be higher than five. Prized if they finished any lower than seven. To be honest, um, there there's really no excuses for them to finish in the basement again this year. So um, between that fifth seed at the playoffs, it's seven. Um, and a lot of it's going to have to do with Columbus. I think uh, they're kind of the wild card right now, and they're playing pretty well so we'll see. so are you guys looking at anybody for the uh, summer transfer window i think so um obviously this window closed to get a right back that's been the team's biggest hole who doesn't need a right back <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so if yeah, if you haven't lived through the michael 
Harrington experience, you don't know what a bad right back is. Oh yeah, we uh, it, it, it is awful. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. What's your right back situation? I don't know. Do you guys want Michael Harrington? No. <laughs> no. Hard pass. Hard no, pass. Trying not to offer. Uh, <laughs> fire fans would would uh, kill me if I didn't offer it. So just we'd accept. You know whatever. Well, you know I guess we wouldn't ex- accept Starbucks. We already have that. Whatever yeah. else Seattle does, other than who are you going to send with him? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, the, the right back position has yeah. been the biggest issue, and I think they might bring one in in the summer transfer window. But as you guys saw, um, Drew Connor started. He's he's a real young kid. I think he's got a promising future. Uh, Jovan Jones lit, lit him up like a Christmas yeah. tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's to be expected. Best left. This is the best left back in all of MLS. Best so for thirty five minutes. <laughs> According to my he was uh, he was working over Drew Connor pretty good though, so I think there's still questions there, and I'd be surprised if the team didn't try to bring in a right back summer window. Well, our right back situation I think is uh, pretty uh, pretty problematic at the at the moment. We've got uh, Brad Evans um, who is supposed to be slotted in the position, but he's had some pretty bad injury trouble uh, at the beginning of the season here. Uh, we've been uh, who've been keeping back there uh, well, normally. White, that's Dellum. Dellum. Well, it's Roll Dan. That's the and yeah. then and then yeah, oh. we we've been kind of slotting him back sure? from uh, from mirroring uh, Roll Dan. Uh, I'm sorry, mirroring uh, Ozzy Alonso. Yeah, we put O'Neill Fisher back there a yeah. time or two, and uh, we've had him, you know, slotting. We've had Roll Dan fallen back from uh, center defense or uh, defensive midfielder. Uh, aside Ozzy Alonso back to that right back position. Every time it seems he's in that position, things are absolutely disastrous. And in this match, it's, it really felt like you guys picked him apart um, because he was in on just about every defensive play that resulted in a goal. And it, 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 from my perspective, it looked like he was all over the ground. Uh, he was... Uh, falling on the floor, he was just being, and it didn't seem like anybody else on the back line. And this isn't against Roldan. It didn't seem like anybody else on the back line was participating in the defense at all. They weren't. Yeah. Yeah, th- that actually leads me to a couple questions, maybe for yeah. you guys. One is how big of the loss, or how big of a loss is Torres and his absence? Obviously, oh, that's huge. huge. You know, this game could have gone a different way. I think with him in there. And the other one is we actually sort of have a similar situation in Chicago to what you guys are dealing with, where Roldan's a really good central, and he gets kind of played out of position and right back. And we have a lot of Chicago fans, myself included, um, just because of how bad our right back position is, who do want to try to give a shot with Matt Polster, who's a a pretty solid central uh, midfielder himself. it's really crowded there with Juninho and Dax and Bastion and all that. So try trying to play Matt Pulser at the right back, but you said that really hasn't worked out. Well, it, it certainly hasn't gone well for us, but we also don't have somebody effective to kind of slot into that uh, position next to Alonzo either. So it's, it's like a domino problem, right? Well, I feel like Spenson got a shot, right? That's yeah. what he's wanted this whole time. He wanted to play that, that, six or that eight right and he blew it like we took rolled on out put him out on the right and it left us unprotected in the middle and everything came straight down the middle and our center backs were weren't doing anything either you know yeah we haven't had a settled back line all season i think that's been not only are we missing torres but we just i'm trying to think of 
when we've had a consistent center back pairing or a consistent back line uh, group and we just haven't had it. It's been it's been mix and match. Um, I think my opinion, Spencer's just trying to put the best eleven soccer players he can out there. Not necessarily the best team. Yeah, or, or even the, the best, best defenders yeah. or we're missing yeah. the two thousand sixteen Roman Torres. Yes. <laughs> he's on the field. He is not. He's a shadow of himself. He's hard to. He's hard to find yep. unless you're looking up the opponent's eighteen. Yep. You can find Still has that MLS Cup hangover, huh? There is such a thing. Yeah. You know, in in our fans are like we're, we're upset, but at the same time we're still kind of okay. Yeah. Until we get to mid July, and if we're still in, then we can start to sweat a little bit. But yeah, uh, just successful season, make the playoffs, beat Portland. Um, that's that's. That's fine. If we can repeat, great. But it'd be nice if we could beat KC this week. That yeah, would be we super. Need a win for sure. We definitely need to beat those cats. I tell you what, um, they're a minor minor rivalry for us because of the uh, U.S. Open Cup debacle a few years back, and you know the penalty spot and the bad. Uh, that was the <laughs> that was the year of uh, what's his name Salazar. Hey, he who bad. shall not be named. Yeah. Time out. There. You're, you're you're preaching to uh, a fan of a team that we beat in the finals here in. CenturyLink, if you don't remember. You've just yeah. zipped like through what? Yeah, we beat the fire. We, in he the, probably in the hates us for what we did in oh, the US, Open, US Cup. Open Cup. Final. That's and, what and Chicago it. Yeah. takes the US Open. I mean, we were kings of the cup. We were kings of the cup yeah. before you guys had to, you know, troll in and kind of share share that moniker. I'm not saying you got it. You don't. We're still kings of the cup. You just kind of share it I'm just how many do you have again? Is that uh, I don't know. Four. Four. four? Okay, so we have the same. So we, we share the title. That's fine. Yeah, and I think. All right. They they won their their, their very first <laughs> season. They spoiled they spoiled it for everybody because they won the the double. They won the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open Cup and the MLS Cup. Their very first. That's season. right. Just for any Atlanta United fans out there, just please repeat that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Their first year. First year out, but then you know. Hmm. It, it it hasn't been so rosy until this year, but you guys are trending up, and that's good for the city of Chicago. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, the rest of your teams. Uh, well, shoot, you already won the World Series. I guess MLS Cup is next. For there me. you go. Who's right. Your, who's, I, go I, honestly, I think it's good for the league, though. To, mm-hmm. to trying to sound like a homer, but Heavy you really do things. want the third largest market uh, for your league to to be competitive at least. So. Uh, Chicago being good is good for all of MLS, I think. So hopefully they are trending up, and hopefully basement for years to come. Um. Well, you have a basketball, uh, you have a basketball team. If you don't want one, we'll take it. Yeah. Or one of your your hockey, I will take one of those two. I'm not seeing the the Bulls. You can you can take the hockey team. I'm a Detroit Red Wings. Fan. Okay, so please take the Blackhawks. All right, yeah, whatever you want, and happy with it. Okay. So who's your uh, big rivalry match that you're looking forward to this uh this coming season? Uh, is um who are you playing at home? When, I don't know who your rival is. Yeah, it's it's it, well, you guys mentioned KC and that's okay. funny because it used to be Kansas the Wizards. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. When back in those days. Yep. Um but it's changed and it's definitely Columbus now. Okay, that makes sense. Um yeah, they're just you know, they're the yellow team, as we call them. Pop, so popping smoke in the bathroom. Um, that's always the biggest ones. I think we we'd like to uh, to get a rivalry going with Minnesota, just because uh, geographically speaking, yeah. they're so close. Absolutely. But for, for right now, it's Columbus. 
Well, for optics purposes, I mean, you know, beating Minnesota's like, uh, you know, something uh, not that difficult these days, right? Correct. Yeah. So they've been better, but you're still right. They, they're they still not a very good team. Yep, they have improved. I'm hoping they get some good midseason acquisitions that, you know, maybe they'll pick up a DP or something. That'd be nice to make that yeah. more competitive for you guys. No, they're in our conference. We want them to be horrible. We have to beat somebody this year. I know. We're going to play them twice at least. <laughs> you guys will be fine. You guys will be in be last fine. place in July and somehow end up in like fourth place. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the do, goal. That's the dream. Do. I mean, that's really the dream is, is we started at the bottom, now we're here. We're sharks. <laughs> I don't know if you can say you guys start at the bottom anymore, even if you are in last place. <laughs> even if you are in last place. Well, with that. It's a fake last place when you guys are in it. <laughs> do we have any more questions for our friend? Well, hey, let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's keep in touch because we're going to try to do this uh, next season too. And maybe we'll face off in the cup or in the open cup. And I'd like to, yeah. to reach out to you again uh, prior to our next meeting. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, the fire are uh, still, you know, if all goes well, maybe we'll even see each other in the MLS Cup. Absolutely. Well, Chicago travels to Seattle next year, I assume. So uh, once you make yourself. Uh, available hop on a jet plane with your uh, a year and six week old child that's right yeah yeah we'll do it, <laughs> it will, you know the kid won't be six weeks old anymore at least hopefully <laughs> unless i'm living in some sort of <laughs> strange universe but uh we'll, uh we'll make it happen well hey before you go do you want to give any plugs for anything you're doing like the podcast and, and some writing that you're doing yeah, i do have a podcast um that's fire on ice soccer um, so you can go to Twitter, follow us on Fire on Ice Soccer, and we have a website called FireOnIceSoccer.com. Uh, normally, we update it frequently, crazy, and it hasn't been updated as frequently. But that's what we're all about, anyways. We're doing chill takes, so we just sort of update when we want. But we do a podcast every week, so tune in for all your fire news. If uh, you know fans in the winter and want to see how the rest of the world lives for a while. Nice. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. We're just trying to break bread with other uh, other fan groups because we don't get enough of what's going on in Chicago and who's more at the pulse of Chicago soccer than uh, than yourself. Well, it's been fun, guys. I'm glad you uh, gave me a call. You said hopefully we'll see each other down the road. Can't wait. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so no much problem. for your time. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. You've been listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. Welcome back to the Flounders B Team Podcast. We just got off the phone with uh, Jeff Englehart, and you can find him at fireoniceSoccer.com. I almost screwed that up. <laughs> uh, they do a, they do a, if you haven't noticed, they do a Chicago Fire podcast, and the ins and outs of uh, the MLS on their side of the country.
their side in the middle of the country, Tim. The, it's not, it's, it's a, draw a line. I'm pretty sure there's... The Mississippi River is basically the middle, yeah. and Chicago is three hours east of the Mississippi River by car, just so you know. Are you looking it up on Google uh, Maps I as am. if I didn't grow up there? All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I grew up in Davenport, Iowa, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there you go. Anyway, he's Google Maps and me. He's like, well, actually... I just wanted to be right, but um, so yeah, it, you already you already heard you if you've gotten to this deep into the podcast, you've already heard this conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, what uh, do you want to start talking about the match? Well, yeah, I'm steaming. Hi, Cat. Hi, Welcome. Kat. Hi, I'm also here. Yeah, Cat is president. <laughs> accounted for. <laughs> Us boys are talking. That's it's fine. You know, I had a new bee in the hive, so I had to yeah. check that out. Tell me more about the bee in the hive. Um, you gotta get about Tinder. Yeah, uh, no, Bumble, but basically, yes. What? Wait, what's Bumble? Oh, um, so it's basically first, Tinder. We gotta except... go meta. We gotta go meta <laughs> and talk about the platform, and then we could talk about the B. Um. So Bumble is basically Tinder, except for like the girl has to initiate everything. Oh, so, oh okay. Interesting. So then, whenever you get a new match, they send you a message and they say, "Buzz, buzz! You've got a new bee in the hive." Oh, that's that fun. So, so no random like. Uh, so I you can't. Know, I can't get random messages shots. of junk uh, or <laughs> junk mail. Or well, no junk. I mean mail. <laughs> junk mail. <laughs> mail. Mail junk mail. <laughs> mail junk <Boy>. mail. <laughs> Which I still do get that, but then it's after I've said hello, and then it's like. Hey, my little friend wanted to say hello, and I was like, ah. So. <laughs> I would be a lot. My eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, don't be fascinated by this belly. <laughs> are you ready for this jelly? Uh, okay, so. right on. Okay, so it's a new thing. Yep. Right. So you got a new bee in the hive. Got a bee in the hive. Anything about the bee that you'd like to share? Or uh, are you cute good? Dog. Cute bee dog. The cute dog. Is this the pug? Um, no, it looks bug? like a French bulldog, so I'm okay. pretty oh, into that. Big so. You're into the mm-hmm. French bull, uh, bulldog. So yeah. If you okay. haven't been listening to the pod before, uh, do's and don'ts on social media include do's include an animal photo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It makes you very. I will relatable. at least look at all your pictures in the hopes that I will see the animal again. Perfect. Baby animals are better. Okay. Baby animals. Any mm-hmm. don'ts you can share? <laughs> don't take a picture of yourself on a mountain using a uh, ice pick to cover your junk, I guess. Uh, um, that picture was everyone seems. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> everyone seems to have the same picture at Rattlesnake Ledge, so congratulations. You completed one of the easiest hikes in Washington State. Um, Achievement unlocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, join the rest of the population. Yeah, um, there you go. I don't know where that is, but I mean, by the looks of me, you can tell. <laughs> But here's the thing: you could do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. So, what else? Uh, do's for um, s- social dating. Do's. Have pictures of yourself. Like, if you have uh, so many pictures with other people, I'm like, I don't even know which bro this is because you kind of <laughs> all look the same. Mm-hmm. You said I, bro. I like, like I'm like I'm like swiping left a lot, guys. Like you all start to look the same. So when you got a lot of pictures together with other dudes, I'm like, I'm hoping it's that guy. And then it turns out it's not. So I'm like, mm, your friend is hotter <laughs> than you probably shouldn't. What about bathroom selfies? Mm. With your shirt pulled up and showing your abs a little bit. Like I like a nice set of abs, but it's also like. Just try to take the douche factor down. I guess it depends, like, what you're looking for. Like, if you're just trying to hook up, which, like, some people use that. That's what they're they're there for. Then, like, if you're just looking for a, a rockin' hot body, like, then there you go. There you go. So. 
All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. That was wonderful. Do you have any show and tell, Tim? Uh, No, I was told to keep my clothes on today. (laughs) Okay. Well, you don't need to show me anything. That's fine. Are you you talking about uh, uh, social media dating? Or or things that happened to you this week that that are interesting? Oh, uh, what did I do this week? All right. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. Nothing, okay. Nothing well, I had nothing. some friends come down from uh, North Bend, and we hung out for a little bit. We saw that that horrifying uh, Sounders match at Doyle's Pub, mm. at Doyle's Pub on Twitter. Uh, great place, great Best food. Best place to watch a soccer uh, match. Best place. It's pretty great. Yeah, no, they have everything. Uh, if you want to come down on a Saturday or a Sunday, they have all the matches. They even time shift some of the matches. But any match that's shown uh, before 4 a.m. local time or after 4 a.m. local time, they'll have it on the on the on the machine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Uh, they do have some really obnoxious Tottenham fans in there that you know mm-hmm. I might want to throw a book in their face from time to time, shove them down. Mm-hmm. But hey. You know, it's the price, price yeah. you pay for if watching a gonna, live EPL match. That's right. If you're going to work on the beach, sometimes you're going to get sand kicked in your face by Cat Peterson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. How about All right. that? How about that? How about that? Cash me outside. All right. All right. So enough of that. I'd like to start by talking about the uh, the lineup because when I Yeesh. originally just like looked at it, I was like, "What in the actual what's happening?" Yeah. All right, so, let's so go we had the, how many cha- how many changes were there? Let's start with uh, I'm staring at it right now. Um, back four, you know, we're doing a four four two according to the inter- interwebs. Well, on the uh, on the the on the on the show on the um, uh, broadcast, they said it was a four three one two, which is yeah. different. Yeah. it's a four four two. It's a modified four four two, really. Okay, sorry. essentially. Left to right across the back, mm-hmm. Jones, Alfaro, Marshall, and Roldan. Now, we never saw Torres. Uh, did Torres, uh, what are you doing? You want me to get closer to the mic? No, you're good. All right. Um, Steve's <laughs> just deep-throating the mic for fun. <laughs> I'm like, you screwed me out, bro. Uh, Jones, Alfaro, Marshall, and Roldan. And no one that I've spoken to is fired up <clears throat> about the Roldan experiment. So, Yeah. Um, no one you spoke to was, was fired up about it. We don't enjoy it. Oh, no one oh, has a positive. Oh, oh. No, we're, 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 I thought you meant we're like fired no one up. seems to be yeah, fired, we're fired up, up in a negative it. way. Yeah. Right, yes. Well, let's just go over the lineup real quick. Well, okay, so we did uh, the yeah. Dempsey, and Svensson, we'll, we'll Alonzo, Chip in the middle, and then Lodero Morris up top. So that was our that was our four four okay. two. So let's so start. So there's at least five changes this, then, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have Alfaro in at center back and rolled on at right. So there's two there. You have Dempsey moved out wide. That's another one. And then you have Morris and Ladero playing up top together. That's another one. What am I missing? Um, Svensson the center line. Said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Svensson, Svensson into the, to the midfield. To the midfield. Yep. So quite a few changes, not yeah. only like in players, but in a formation in general. Yeah, we had kind of a backhanded prediction that, that maybe they were going to try to uh, integrate Svensson into the midfield. Uh, we didn't have that on the broadcast, though. We actually cut that segment, but... Um, maybe I'll, I'll pull that up. No, uh, don't worry about but it. But at any rate, uh, we were very concerned at how that experiment would notionally turn out. And I think our fears were justified they based on the performance. Realized. Yeah. Well, the, the first half. Did um, we have, I mean, we're, we're 
we're playing we're playing Kansas City uh-huh. midweek, so we're kind of trying to save a couple of legs for that. You think that's the primary driver? I'm wondering if that's why. Do you think that we thought Chicago was going to be a, a giveaway? Uh, no, I don't think we're ready to throw in the towel. I, I don't know. No, no, I mean, other way around. Do we think that was going to be a walk off? Basically, no. I don't think so. I don't think so because I like. I think Kevin said earlier in like the the interview with Jeff, um, mm-hmm. he I think that we're just trying to put field the eleven best players, whether we're putting them in their preferred position or maybe their the ideal position or not. We're just trying to field the eleven best players, and I think that that is evidence to the fact that like we took the sh- we took the game seriously. Like, well, we better throw eleven really good guys out there for, uh, playing Chicago. So I don't think it was like a I don't think it was like a overconfident thing like oh we're just going to go out there and we're going to take care of business and it'll be done you know yeah we have no reason to be overconfident no not even a little bit at all so i yeah i i hope they put the what i see is the the whole rolled on thing is if you've ever played tech mobile before and your (laughs) your wide receiver or tight end goes down like well hell bo jackson's my best player i'll put him in that spot yeah and that doesn't always work yeah 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 so because even bo jackson needs blockers (laughs) <laughs> not, not depends on which Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> There's some where. Yeah. So, how did you? What, how, what did you guys think about putting um, Ladero and Morris up top together? I think that really actually worked out in the first half. I think that um, both Lodero, uh, Lodero's given the crosses that need to be given. I think Morris is better at reading the pass. Uh, and uh, with Dempsey in there as kind of that key playmaker, that wild card that I guess. See, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, well, he had, um, we had Dempsey out mm-hmm. on the side with Ladero, And I, th- <clears throat> I thought, you know, they might get some good combination play yeah. in there. And I was I was just making a comment to like I'm in a group chat with like the people I play soccer with. Mm-hmm. Shout out to to Memo. Um, and we were making a comment about uh, like like Dempsey just like not doing anything. And I think right after we made that comment, that was when he scored his goal. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, he still wasn't doing anything up until that point. Rich man's Wondolowski. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I thought uh, just looking at the match in the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be creating all yeah. kinds of chance. I thought it was going to be a, a, a like a serious walk off. I thought we we're going to walk, walk away for now. Uh, based on on the first five minutes, but obviously that didn't uh, that didn't materialize for us. What fell apart for us, Tim? Cat. Um, I think that we just got destroyed down the middle of the field. I think moving rolled on out of the midfield made us vulnerable. I don't mm-hmm. think Svensson showed. If that's his preferred position, he blew it. I think. Um, at least in that game. And and to be fair, he didn't have the people behind him backing him up. So we were getting destroyed through the midfield, and then we didn't have two center backs that could work together to take care of business there. I, I, I feel like there was multiple times like I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, I see three Chicago fire people coming through the middle, and then I see it's not that our defense isn't back there. They're literally not marking anyone. Right. They're all just watching. And it's like, well, I hope somebody else's guy gets the ball so I don't have to actually do anything. Like, they're just standing there. And I'm like, come on. Come on. Like, you're, we're giving it to them. We're not even tr- challenging at all. We're not even within arm's reach of somebody. Mm-hmm. We may as well have a seat. 
So there's this, uh, there's this concept in uh, organizational development. I'm going to get nerdy on you here for a second. But uh, uh, basically, whenever you form a team, there are phases. And to break it down, you got this forming, storming, norming, and performing, right? So one thing that I'm thinking about a lot is, okay, at the end of the MLS season, we're in this, uh, at the at last season, we're, we're in this forming stage, right? Where uh, everybody's cool, everybody's happy, everybody's getting along. Like, hey, we got this new leadership, we got this new energy, we got this new direction, everybody's throwing everything at it, right? And then we win the cup, and yeah, we got that uh, kind of uh, excitement from the cups. We do pretty well our first two uh, showings, and then the work starts to settle in, right? So we're in, uh, we might be in this kind of storming phase mm-hmm. where everybody's kind of trying to feel what their positions are, feel what their activity is supposed to be, feel what their role is on the team, who's the leader, who's, you know, there might be a little bit of that, a bit, a little bit of that dynamic going on as well. Um, and Schmetzer, of course, in response to kind of some of the, the challenges might be throwing the kitchen sink at it. What do you guys think about that? Well, and I think especially with the back line, we haven't had a stable back four. Um, and so... Again, it's part of that, like, who's the leader back there? Who's the voice back right. there? Who's, um, you know, kind of besides besides Fry, right? He should be he should be shouting out to everyone. But, like, you really need a leader in your defensive line. And we haven't had a stable defensive line. I think Jovan Jones is the only one that's been there every well, game. Yeah, and then he took two yells, yeah. so he's not going to yeah. be there. Right. And no, so, you're right. No, no one has – we haven't had the same back line, I'm guessing, uh, all season. Yeah. Uh, I Maybe – uh, between the the uh, friendly and the Atlanta game, we might have had the same back line for two games. But other than that, you're right. Our right back has been always constantly changing. We've we've brought in, uh, brought, brought in, <laughs> use some language. Use we don't brought in that. We we've we had, don't uh, didn't brought that in there. <laughs> we've had Torres in and out. We've had Marshall in and out. Brad has seen the first yeah. few minutes all season now. And but we just been throwing whoever was available into right back, and always putting rolled on and pulling and rolled on out of the midfield, put him there. And I can't remember what game it was earlier this season, but we were. It must have been really early this season because I felt like we were doing really well, and all of a sudden we put rolled on. It was like one of the first games they pulled rolled on out of the midfield, put him at right back, and then mm-hmm. like shit in the middle just fell apart. It just became a shit show, and everyone's just like throwing their body in front of the ball, just like yeah. last minute saves. And it's like, okay, let's take a hint, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, right. know. Yeah. I don't well, know what Don the was the one that I think it was a home game and he yeah. just threw himself in front of a shot and, and, you know, might've been Atlanta. I don't know, uh, to save, uh, I think it was Atlanta to save a zero, zero tie. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I if think you was. leave, Everyone as is, and then if your right back is your weakness, you kind of can shift guys over mm-hmm. to compensate. But what we've talked about this before. Once you start moving pieces around, you weaken the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, the, what I don't understand is maybe he's trying to give Svensson a shot at that that midfield position, but maybe, maybe that wasn't the right game to try that out. Because why not keep Svensson back at center back, which I still think that he has some work to do there. Mm-hmm. But then... I mean, if you're desperate for a right back, at least like throw Alfaro out there. Why are you going to pull Roll down right. out of a position Boom. he's playing really well and has been doing really well in and and supporting the team really well in that role? And weaken our mid- midfield, weaken our center backs. You you made the two weakest positions on our team right in the middle of the field. 
Which so. is where all the traffic has been. Absolutely. Well, and te- teams, the book is out. You know, the, uh, the book is out on us. If you counter while we're pushed up, we won't always recover. And that's their opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, so running it up the middle, playing it out wide to where we used to be, you know, that, that seemed to work at least on one or goal, one or two goals. So how many, how many weeks out are we from Brad Evans returning and does his uh, captaincy have an influence on uh, the outcomes in coming weeks? Well, I mean, he's back. Can he do 90 minutes? We'll find out. Uh, uh, we have, I mean, as soon as we're done talking about Chicago, we can move on to Kansas City. But yep. I think if we can start him, let's do it. You know, not everyone's on the, the Brad hype wagon. I just, as long as he's healthy, put him in. And let's just do it two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. Let's see if we can keep from moving these parts around. Because it takes a while. It could take more than just a week. Maybe yeah. just a more, more than just a week of training to get everybody on the same page. We need to settle things down, absolutely. And <clears throat> if, if he's at right back, if Brad Evans is at right back and we have the aces in their places at center mid, I'm sorry, at center back, at defensive mid, uh, get rolled on, uh, synced up with Alonzo again. I think put Dempsey Hell. back in the middle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Center attacking mid. I don't know. He and somebody in our in our little group podcast group said, <laughs> had said, well, you know, when he was playing in the EPL, he was playing outside all the time. But like, I don't know if he's got that in him anymore because besides that that goal he scored, which was nice, like he, I, I didn't see him working. He when did he play when he was playing with uh, Fulham he was like left yes yeah so I gotta check my one hands one might think <laughs> I, if he were effective at left attacking midfielder for Fulham wouldn't he still be playing for Fulham at this point I have no idea I I, I heard actually <laughs> that he came back home mm-hmm. to be home yeah but that's what he said you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, everybody gets, you know, uh, well, they resign to spend more time with their family, yep, right? That's exactly yeah, the thing, no, right? that's exactly right. I'm God resigning from Clint the podcast MC. to spend more time with my family. Mm, my please dog. don't. We need you. We need you badly. <laughs> we need you. You keep us um, afloat. So, but speaking of terrible defense, <laughs> so I'm just looking at this here. Hashtag segue. Yeah, I'm really good at those. <laughs> uh, no, because we were talking about um, just they just kind of beat us in every stat, except for red cards. We did have more of those. Um, so, but like clearances. So we had five to their 14. And I think that says a lot, especially when we're only taking 12 shots to their 15 shots and only two of ours are on target. Yeah, yeah. So, and I caught myself at least three times yelling at the television, clear the goddamn ball. Right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, that's we we also had our last playoff game last week so on my team and that was the thing that got us is like yeah. we just couldn't we were winning the, the entire game until the last 15 <laughs> minutes of the game. And it's like, we just can't clear the ball. We can't. And it gets stuck in that cluster of defenders and forwards and whatever, whatever. And everyone's just kicking the ball. And I'm like, clear the damn ball, you know? And we don't clear it. And what happens? It slides right through into yep. the back of the net. Absolutely. And now we're equalized. And then they score two more in the last two minutes. Yeah. And there goes Ooh. our playoffs. Yeah. So. But you had a great road to the playoffs. We did. Segway again. You went, uh, what was your record this year? 
And this is the JV team? Uh, no, the varsity. Vars- oh, there's no playoffs for JV. So. Oh, okay. But I think varsity, I don't know what the overall record was. I know that we finished in sixth place, which is the lowest place you can be to go to playoffs. Mm-hmm. But our first playoff game, no one thought we'd win. And we did. And we played really well. And I was really proud of the kids. And they finally did everything we asked them to, you know. And I was like, hey, look at that. When you do the things we ask you to, you win. That's Excellent. Right. So Right on. Uh, yeah. So if uh, the Sounders will listen to our advice, do you think we'll be in better shape? Obviously, I'm an excellent coach. So I, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't called me yet. Yeah, you know, I'm actually surprised. Well, Steve Zakawani you know? uh, so. had some commentary about putting Roll Don it right back, and I was actually surprised that he that he had that particular hot take. And then uh, James Woolard was on the Twitter saying, "I think Flounder's B team's going to have a little something to say about that." <laughs> I know, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty fantastic. It's definitely going to be be a high sodium intake. (laughs) Salty as fuck. Kevin, before he left, was like, just make sure you guys talk about Roll Dahm going right back. That's all I care about. Svensson apologist, Kevin Zamira. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he left. He he pretended to blame it on his kid's bedtime. But I was like, no, uh, I just want to be out of here before you start talking. Yeah, no, can't do it. Not going to be able to do it. All right. Right on. So okay. immediately uh, we we hit the ground running, mm-hmm. and uh, two ba, minutes ba, ba, in, ba, 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 there's there's a ball that uh, Jones Jones plays in, immediately gets deflected. You know he doesn't get the cross past the first defender, but it advantageously lands at uh, was it Dempsey's feet, who and then shot off the crossbar for a yeah 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 Dunlumber Dunlumber shot off the woodwork. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're waiting, waiting for that check from Dunlumber. Yeah, we're gonna get them <laughs> on. I mean, I swear to God, we're gonna get them on. <laughs> we're we're not gonna give up. All right, never going to give What else are they doing? Up. What oh, else uh, are who doing? Dunlumber. Dunlumber. I mean, well, they sell working. lumber. Just working. They're working the lumber business. Yeah. All right. This is good radio. No. Yeah, no. definitely. <laughs> um. So the, yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, the shot off the. I mean, there were some really good looks first half, especially early or you know first half of first half. I'm, it's the the same kind of kind of uh, business we've been experiencing all year, right? Where there are lots of connections and and just it, it seems like bad luck, bad footing, bad whatever is is preventing us from actually you know hitting the back of the net, but. Talk to me, Goose. A lot of oh, no, I was just going to say, keep going, because I want, just want to talk about that first goal that got scored, the Ag- penalty. Against us? Well, oh, bef- my heavens. Yeah. Before that, I, you were taking a lot of bad touches. Bad touches. A lot of bad touches. And, and Schweinsteiger's right. I was going to say, that's exactly what Schweinsteiger was saying, yep. and that his criticism of the MLS, he's like, you pass someone a ball, or they receive a ball, and you expect them to handle it, and they just don't. The yep. ball bounces so far off of them, they yep. don't control it. Right. And that's my complaint. Settle the ball. You want, well, that's, it's, it's, it feeds and it leads to everything else. Good mm-hmm. touches will give you space. You'll have time and you you'll have, have more space. time. Mm-hmm. And you'll get more respect mm-hmm. if, if you yep. see everyone just crashes into each other's shins because they know you can't handle the ball that someone yep. just gave you. It's off your chest out it's for a throw. It's out. And yep. And turnover, 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 turnover. I don't know. I wish we, we would be nice enough to have a player on, uh, but at this point, they're probably not. They're probably like, fuck that guy, yeah. fuck that guy, especially <laughs> fuck her. And, but I mean, okay, you're a professional. You're paid, even if it is 50 grand a year, whatever it is, what are you doing for your 40 hours a week? 
Are you putting in that time? You know, you, you practice to get it right. But, but if then they were, you, be, but if they were better, then they would be playing overseas. Then this is why you're not playing overseas. Right. Is because your touch is worse than a. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Who <laughs> he went there? It's been a while. Um, no, but <laughs> wow. If I mean for eight hours a day, you should be Seattle Sounders Beep. soccer. Yeah. I'm going to hell. You guys can carpool with me if you want. I mean, it's fine. But uh. I mean, for, you train for an hour and a half, two hours, and then you go play Xbox with your buddies. You're in your 20s. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you are a professional player, you have to be able to bring a trap down and play a ball and not lose it in traffic. Or, or the Where other is, thing that Schweinsteiger has to say is that, you know, you have this game plan going in, and all of a sudden you see the people on your team not doing it. That, to me, would be completely unacceptable. That would be the problem. Yeah. Like, I get mad at my, my teenage boys who do that. But, like, they're teenage boys, and they have bad habits, and they make poor choices in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, but you're a professional. If you're going to go out there and do not the thing your coach asks you to do. Well, hey, put your time in. Practice to get it right. Once you get it right, practice so that you never get it wrong. Okay. I'm all about evidence-based arguments, right? So what are the indicators? Other than performance, what are the indicators that, that folks aren't putting in the minutes or the hours on the practice field? Right, I mean, there's a minimum expectation for I, players I that I, they're not doing. I know you're training. not at training, so, I mean, it, it, I I can't. I don't know that I can support the argument that well, they're just not putting enough, you know, practice in because you know they're on the field, you know they're doing their reps, you know they're doing their their drills, you know they're doing their four on fours, you know they're you know they're doing their full goal, four goal, defending drills. They're you know they got to be right. Because that's the minimum expectation because they're on salary and they train five days a week and at least and 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 they're putting in the minutes on the field. So mm-hmm. does that indicate, well, the players aren't working hard enough to get there? No, I think or, the, the league doesn't demand it. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're all at that <clears throat> level. Like everyone who plays gets away with it. And so hmm. it, that's that's You think the that's league. really what's happening? I think I think I don't think it's that anyone's not trying hard. But like, there be it becomes a certain level of like that's satisfactory. Where like maybe yeah, it could be better, but like that's satisfactory mm-hmm. and that's going to be good enough to go out and play Chicago Fire. And and if I mean the MLS is made of all of these people who are equivalent in skill level because if they right. had more skill, they would be playing. There'd be more differentiation. Yeah. So there's a catch twenty two, right? You're not good enough to play in MLS, so you're 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 not going to get anybody from other leagues, and you're not going to get the influence of those players until they're retired, and so on and so forth. And look at the guys who do put in the work and get better; they end up going overseas, like Yedlin. Yedlin. Mm -hmm. Put his time in in the, in the MLS, and now nope. I mean I think Freddie he's playing in, in the Championship League on oh, some yeah, championship. Yeah, and so like, but that's still yep. higher quality than MLS. So th- EJ would have been fantastic I mean? like, in Europe I'm not if he'd saying, lasted. Like, I'm glad we have an MLS. I'm glad we have a home mm-hmm. like soccer league, and I I think it's amazing the support that the Sounders get, even if I think some of their supporters are douchey, but like. Or like non-athletes, but like I think it's incredible. We have this opportunity for um, kids to grow up watching people play soccer. It, it improves the youth programs, which improves everything. Yep, and it will only get better. So, so is there a uh, 
is this a leadership gap then? I mean, do you, do you, are we focusing too much on growth and development of the league and of marketing opportunities and of league revenue than on uh, than on actual player development, player resources? Are, are we all trying to be? It's coming, right? It's so coming. Atlanta United, right? They have all the money they spent on that facility, the entire infrastructure they put in place to support their their youth development. No, it, it, I mean, it, you were going to dust off another conversation that the whole pay to play, and it starts at the very, at the youngest level. Yeah. And you want to know why Jurgen Klinsmann got a lot of heat because he said the MLS was, you know, subpar. Well, it was. And mm-hmm. in Germany, I can't speak for it, but I'm guessing that it is, is like Chinese ping pong. I mean, the minute you can hold a paddle, you're, you're there, you're playing, you're touching a ball. And if we spent thousands and thousands of hours touching a ball, then. It would show. Yeah, because if you look at the youth programs throughout Europe, even like Central South America, they're above and beyond anything that we really do as far as MLS goes. Like it's and like and not in an offensive way any in any way, but like it's basically a slave trade. Kids are bought when they're like eight years old by a club. Hmm. They're taken in by that club and that they go stay at that club's boarding school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they focus on playing soccer and becoming a better soccer player. And they do classes. They take, they do school, mm-hmm. they take classes, you know, and it's usually like learning another language or like doing like learning how to manage your finances, whatever, like to be a professional soccer player. Um, and then once you're good enough to for a club to buy you, they either keep you and put and put you into their like under 21s or whatever, or, or to their club team. Or they'll sell you, and they get to make money off of developing you. And we don't. I mean, and maybe it's a good thing we don't do that. I don't yeah. know. But like, I mean. So well, the well, question is, what happens to the fourteen-year-old kid? That's like, yeah, no, this this ain't your sport, kid. Um, do they just the go thing, back the into the old gymnasium? But by the time you're fourteen, like you wouldn't be looked at. You would. You're too old. Right. Um, or like in America, we're like, everyone should play every sport and do everything and, 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 and love everything and do all these things and be a gymnast and a horse rider and a, and a ballerina and you should play volleyball and soccer and then do track and field and then play fast pitch and then, and then like be different sport per season. Be mediocre at everything. You (laughs) know what I mean? No, no, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, here you, you, there's a lot of, there's, there used to be. You know basketball hoops and, and courts everywhere, and pit, you know people just show up and play pickup basketball everywhere. And and this used to be a hotbed of of high school and, and college basketball players. We also lost our pro team, so maybe that's drawn a little bit out of it. But you're right; we produce the best athletes overall, athletes. Mm-hmm. And you know Washington State produces a lot of great goalkeepers, but that could be a lot of hand-eye coordination that we get from playing all these different sports. Well, well, and like, what? Who makes the most money? In the United States as yeah. an athlete, NFL or NBA players. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I, I mean, I don't really know. And this could just be me talking out of my ass, but like, I'd be willing to bet that there are some athletes who could have been really great soccer players, but like, that's where the money is. And that's where the time is spent in youth programs in America, youth program, youth pro- football programs, right? Even even some of the football high school football programs in America are, are ridiculous. Like, yeah. well, soccer is huge up here in the Pacific Northwest, right? Like, huge I mean, from I mean, the it's youth pretty, academy perspective. I mean, even more so in California. Uh-huh. So, like, it's not that it doesn't exist; it's just not on the wide scale that right. it's in it pockets, is. right? Mm-hmm. Like Washington, 
California, East Ohio, Coast a bit. North and, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we're not going to solve this here, but there that are problems. That was an interesting conversation. Yeah, it was. I like that. Yeah, let's explore that a little more in oh, future are we, casts. We're going back to the, the, the Cali, Cali. from uh, <laughs> Or just, a, Cali, we're just a, avoiding Cali. talking about the game at all costs. It, it was rough. <laughs> I mean, well, we talked a bit about the second half and the potential we saw. Um, it was 1-1 at the halftime whistle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about how oh, they yeah, got yeah. their first... That first bullshit off the line call, you mean? Well, okay, to get the who penalty... Was, who was encroaching? The, oh, it, you... you well, let's let's start. Yeah, about let's talk the, about the penalty, the penalty. first okay. of all. Okay. Yeah, sorry, the sorry. Penalty, good call. Uh, the penalty was Marshall. Basically, I think it was Mar- yeah Marshall or Alfaro. Somebody cleared the ball, and then the player went over him, made contact, threw his arms up, spun around, wins an Academy Award, draws a, draws a penalty. That that tackle, in all intents purposes, was, was a clean tackle. It was a clean tackle was on contact, the ball, but it wasn't like incidental he contact. It wasn't a studs up challenge. Yeah. It wasn't like some ridiculous tackle from the back that had no chance of, of of actually making contact with the ball and clearing it. No, it was a clean as shit tackle ball and first. it was ball first and Not the the, the recipient of the tackle fell over his own ankles and he was he was already calling for a PK before yeah. he even hit the ground. And, so, and, and he was and, awarded a penalty. Yeah, pro refs just obliged, no problem. So he was awarded a penalty and the I the call was encroachment, but hashtag no, ban the stutter step. We couldn't we couldn't see. I mean, Wait, the call it, at what point was encroachment? The the like, referee. Oh oh, so the shot is saved by Fry. Hockham ha, yep, takes a shot to the left, and yep. uh, well, keep, Fry, keeper's uh, right, Ockham's not left. very keeper's far. Right. Yep. Yeah, it, 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 he went down, got it, and then uh, then the referee blew the whistle mm-hmm. because of encroachment. Yep. Now look, watching the replay, the AR that's right on the line didn't say anything. No flag. The, uh, head ref didn't say anything, but the fourth official saw encroachment. Now, watching the you know the very first live shot was the only one that you could see the encroachment. The replays are bad camera yeah. angles; you mm-hmm. don't get to see it. But if you watch the live shot, two players, Bastian Schweinsteiger and <coughs> Roldan, were inside. Now, oh. the part that we don't notice that is technically a rule uh, is that Roldan was inside the half circle, which is still inside that ten yard, you know. Everybody has to be out uh, 10 yards away from the play. So he was, by rule, encroaching. Damn it. Um, so that was the call. I thought the call, the call was oh. off the line from Fry. And well, we all thought, which is arguable. He was, he was, yeah, he was. But there's, there's yeah, enough. But no more than always you're are, right. Always, always. And Otherwise, he was you're doing standing that. in the goal box yeah. and your head is touching the net. And that dude was, I mean, no, I mean, he was a little bit off the line, but he wouldn't have been if he hadn't, he, if the, if the, if Occam hadn't done that stupid stutter step, which I think should be illegal. Yeah. You just, you just can't stop your run. That's all. Right. You have well, to. And that's, that's probably why Schweinsteiger and Roldan were both in cringe because he, he stutter stepped and they timed their run. Whatever. Just, if it was just Feinstocker that went in, you know, I guess Roldan was the one that, that kind of triggered it because he was the second. You know, we got the advantage, so there's no point in calling it if it's just Feinstocker. But okay, it is well, thank it you is. for explaining that. Yeah, uh, that PK that uh, that call. I watched it a million because times. I, like, I missed you guys it. Are so full yeah. Juice. yeah, every every replay you couldn't see anything because they the cut it off shot, at yeah. the 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Okay, we're so arguing, and they put the second shot in, and 
that is kind of, nothing more demoralizing yeah. than making a save and having it yeah, well, absolutely. come back and then yeah, you're that's checked a out tough, for a while. That's a tough whole team thing to come back pissed. from. Yep. And this is an opportunity. I was pissed. If this was a Siggy Schmidt team, this is a part that, you're, oh, we're going to lose this game. Just we'll blame the refs for the rest of the match, which we had a chance to. But then what do we do? We get one of those Kramer goals. We immediately yep. counter. Um, and and that's why I had to eat my words about Dempsey not doing anything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nom, uh, nom, nom. So, <laughs> um, so. Trying to look for my notes. Uh, well, that didn't happen until later. But, um, yeah, so, so Dempsey fires from outside the 18. And it go. What? Am I making No, noise? you're fine. Go ahead. Dempsey fires from outside the 18, and it goes in. Uh, and then it was just kind of just back and forth. I yep. felt like the rest of that first half. Yep. Back I, and forth. We had a couple chances, mm-hmm. but nothing really materialized. And final uh, halftime whistle but blows. Yeah, one one. At halftime, you're like, all right, this is a game. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's like, unfortunate right. play. We can whatever. win three one. Yeah. We can win two one. I, we can win I was three, still one. thinking. I'm, I, was, yeah. I was thinking about my prediction. I was like, God, because we're still on target. Yeah, absolutely. So, but then all help. Broke Breaks loose, loose and, yeah. And it didn't. I was like sitting there. Uh, I was at my sister's house, um, you know, since I got dumped. So I'm not, not watching TV with my gentleman friend anymore since I don't have one. Um, <laughs> so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, they just, they scored, you know, like that, that defender wasn't doing anything. That defender wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything. And then well, she's working on her national boards and, we're, and I'm sitting there watching it and whatever, whatever. And I was like, Oh man, another one. And then oh man, another one. She's like, Wow, that doesn't this doesn't seem to be going well. I was like, it's obviously not. <laughs> like just leave me alone. <laughs> so Well, we were sitting at Doyle's watching it and we had a, a pretty similar reaction. It was just like, geez, come on. What? And yeah, nobody's defending. Well, and I'm like looking at the times of of those goals, those three goals that were scored in the the second half and they're like 60 minutes, 73 mm-hmm. minutes. I swear to God, the, all three of those goals happened one right after the other in my yep. mind. Oh, yeah. It was very fast. Very <laughs> so. fast. Yeah, that's that, that Kramer thing. There's two goals that are really close in succession because, you know, maybe you checked out, you're feeling sorry for yourself. And you don't have your head on straight, and they're already right. You turn over the ball, and they're right back down mm-hmm. your throat. Okay. So, so we don't need to completely dissect the 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 second half. But what do we think was the primary failing? Jones was it? started walking about thirty five minutes in. Okay, and that's thing one. He, he, he I, wa- I mean, I'm always beating up on somebody, but I saw Jones walking, and then he was sprinting, and then he was walking. Um, I don't know if it was just defending. A calm that you know maybe tuckered him out, but he was slow to this. I don't know if it was Chicago. I mean, I, I'm looking around trying to find a reason. You're good. What uh, you know? What could have possessed him? You know, maybe he had a bad day. Well, we need you to have. Well, nobody's a good running day. all the time. You well, can't do it. You got to do your energy management. Yeah, that he was slow to to make that run. The difference between. Playing with Lodero and playing with, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping. Oba, Oba, Oba great example. If you put the ball out there, Oba, will just just have trust in Oba that he will go. If you just play the ball in blindly, Oba will go. You have to have the exact opposite trust with Lodero. If you make that run, he will find you. Yep. But we're waiting and waiting for for that run. And we're waiting yeah. for the ball first. If you just go, he will give you the ball. Yeah. So uh, build it and he will come, I guess. 
just uh, uh, just make that run and know that if he's got the ball at his feet, there's a really good chance you're going to have it sitting there waiting for you. But I didn't see that very much out of yeah. the team. I haven't seen a lot of good, you know, just making the run into space that we expect from a team that's going to going to going to make if, finishing touches regularly. If you right? have the speed, well, of, if you have the speed of Jones, you have the speed of of Jordan Morris. You're even a half step or two steps onside. Go because the guy won't catch you with yeah. the two steps you okay. have. But that just wasn't happening. Yeah. So. Oh no! I just thought I thought with Dempsey playing out wide, we'd see more of that between him and Ladero. But I felt like after his goal, he did just kind of yeah, went the, the, the ways of Jones. Back. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I honestly biggest thing that defensive <clears throat> center mid center backs. Yeah. Just a whole chain reaction. Yep. Just absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Just the placement and and how that affects your entire mm-hmm. your entire approach to the game, your entire tactical uh, outlook for the game. Well, and for me, it's like I coach soccer. I have to be able to explain to kids how to play each position on the field. So I I know what a right back, a left back, a center mm-hmm. back, a, a center mid, a forward should do. I when I go in and I'm at forward, I want to die because I hate it so much. And I'm like, I don't know what run I should make. I don't know where I should go. I'm always in somebody else's way. And then I feel like, and then I guess I get down on myself and I'm like, in my own head, I'm like, you're such a piece of garbage. Why do you even play soccer? You're a loser. Nobody likes you. Get off the field right now. Like, and so it's like, no, it's just, just like, quit, just quit. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Juice box and Prozac at halftime. <laughs> oh but you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like I, I make a one mistake and I'm like, of course you made a mistake because you suck, you yeah, stupid right. loser, you know? Yeah. And then, so it's just like playing Negative out of self-talk. a talk. Yeah. Playing yeah. out of a position. I mean, maybe not everyone hates themselves as much as I do, but um, like, I don't know, playing in a new position, playing out of position, getting used to something else, like, you're uncomfortable, you make a mistake, and then you just, just like start to like self doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. self doubt. Yeah. So we should do, do you have, I guess, 11 spots on the board when you're, uh, when you're coaching or when you have ideas of this, this is how we're going to play. We don't really have necessarily a style, mm-hmm. but this is how we're going to play. This is what I want the number six to do. This is what I want the number eight to do. And if you happen to be from another position, here, pick up this book. This is the book on that position. I want you to do this. And so that we can expect you to be in these places at this time and to cover this much ground so that you can do your job because there's a defined role and expectations on that position. Um, yes and no. Like if I have to put like a somebody, bad interview question. If I have to put somebody in a and like out of their position in a different spot, like usually if I have time, I'll be like Watch how so and so plays here. Watch how they go. watch how they move forward, or watch how when we lose the ball they track back, or and they go directly to the middle of the field. Watch how they do this, or watch how they do this. Um, and so, like, I'll kind of frame it like that rather than you know, like, learn about how to play a six or an eight. Um, sometimes, actually, like, I'll because like with the boys, I can do this with the girls, not so much. Like, I'll be like, I want you to play in the position like where like some famous soccer player plays, you know, like, cause they, they can, they connect to that. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, Oh, you're going to play in this position just like so-and-so. And they'll be like, okay. And the, for them, like they watch enough soccer that that makes more sense sure. to them. Um, or even like for my boys on JV, like I'll tell them like, 
well, you're going to play in the position like the person who plays their position on varsity. So, you know, they, they all watch the varsity play and see that. And so, like, I kind of try to use more of, like, that visual, like, think about how you see them move and what they do and try to mimic that. I don't know. I think Maybe the, that's a bad... Maybe, maybe no, everyone out there is going... Learn, right? Maybe everyone out there is going, man, no wonder your team sucks, you loser. <laughs> I, think, I think watching and explaining the why is key yeah this is why he she did that and this is why uh, the what they expect to come out you know yeah yeah I, I guess belichick plans for everything but if you if you uh if you do this he or she will likely do that right and then that will make play predictable for <clears throat> your teammates behind you i try to do that with every drill i run in practice like all right, so like we pr- practice a drill like defending in pairs or defending mm-hmm. in threes, like cover, pressure, balance, whatever. And I'll be like, the reason we do this is because in these scenarios, this might be what happens. So then this person can do that and that person can adjust this way. For, I don't know, I've obviously never coached adults, but I imagine a professional probably understands that stuff more. But for kids, for teenagers, I think they're like, well, I, you know, if you don't explain the why to them, they think, I've been playing soccer my whole life. I've been doing it this way, and this is the way that's mm-hmm. easy for me, and this is how I know how to do mm-hmm. it. So I'm just going to keep doing it this way. If they don't understand the bigger reason and why it's actually easier to do it that way or why it makes more sense to do it that way, then like you don't get as much buy-in from them to like commit to your vision, I guess. Yeah, don't just do what I say. This is why I want you to yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. So. <sighs> Hopefully we will uh, perform better. Wednesday <laughs> would be nice. I mean, what do you expect from you know, y- y- we're I going on short know. notice? Who's available for the match on for Can- full Kansas for City? full time? Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully Brad Not Evans. Joven Jones. Not Joven Jones. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so Joven Joven gets two. Yellows. I thought that second one was soft. No, it was not. It was not even a foul. Like it was nothing. Pretty he much stu- turned. He tried not to yeah, run into that's the guy. True. The ball got slipped. He by turned me. away. I would have called beard. it a foul, but I don't think. I mean, he was in his way. He was impeding the player. I would, and whether it was intentional or not. So I would have probably called the foul. Okay. But a yellow, come on. No. Especially considering the fact that that second yellow is going to put him on a red. Yeah, that's a bit much to me. A little When's inconsistent. The disciplinary his... review for that. Yeah, was it, that would that have been tonight? Well, I, who knows if it's short? Can you can you get enough? Of, can you even review yellows? Because <coughs> well, the, if it the results Dellum in a, if week. it results in a in a red card, or is he on yellow well, accumulation? Dellum also got set out. Yeah. because of a yellow. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was less than impressed. Well, there's with his there's second one half. thing from getting sat versus... out for yellow accumulation and getting a second red second yellow to be a red in a match. Yeah. Which is a different, it's a different animal altogether in my mind. I don't know what you can appeal, what you can't. I feel like, okay. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. Okay. So uh, who do we have, uh, who do we have to play? Uh, Dempsey's not going to play a full 90. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't imagine. We, uh, we're we're hitting Kansas City at Kansas City and uh, they seem to be, uh, you know, pretty high in the standings. Granted, I think they've played a, a game or two extra. Mm-hmm. Than, than say Dallas. Dallas has only played like eight matches, eight or nine matches this far, uh, but they are all about high press. Uh, the Blue Hell, which is mm-hmm. Sporting Park. I don't know if it has a corporate sponsor or not. Yeah, the Cauldron. The Cauldron. They call it. Yeah, sure. Um, Ivy Funds, I think, is their uh, sponsor. Their, oh, their yeah. their, their kit sponsor. Um, I'm definitely nervous about playing a hot team, but that being said, this is the MLS. Anything can happen. We could. Uh, 
pull out some sort of, uh, you know, hammer of Thor and just crush him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Based on probably still floundering. Performance based on performance, congestion of schedule, travel to. uh, I mean, we just traveled to Chicago, and then we have to travel to KC. I imagine they're just staying out. You think so? I don't know what that looks like, but uh, that far away from home, I. I don't feel like we walk away with a point. I don't know. I I, I hope Bruin is on the field. <laughs> it would be good, good to see Bruin. That might help out a lot. And, you know, some of our regulars, some of our younger players will be able to, you know, actually have the stamina to sustain a 90 or at least 75 minutes. <sighs> it's tough. If it were friendly, that'd be a different story. But um, what I would really like to see if the Sounders are going to make any moves or just even improvements. Maybe it's just a conversation that we have with uh, Bruin. But I think this team needs a heel. Like a... A, a, a heel? Stephen Lenhart. The, like a oh, jerk. gosh. <laughs> a, a guy that a does... Bully. A guy that yeah. does nothing. I mean, they... You know, we the have that Josie. Standpoint. We have... You know, uh, Toronto has Josie. He can go up yeah, there and, and bully <laughs> and be a big body and do whatever, you know. He can bully me. Big body. And, he can bully me with his big body. Kansas, <laughs> Kansas City has has I love it as uh, Mr. Sydney Sydney Larue, Dom Dwyer. <laughs> I and, love Mr. Sydney Larue, but he's <laughs> he's he's a jerk. And I want that that Blanco. I want that guy that you were focused on. And maybe Dempsey is that guy for us. Dempsey and Ozzy maybe are the two players that that teams hate. But I don't think there's enough hate. I want that guy that that. Like Bruin did versus uh, uh, New England. He was getting in people's faces, mixing it up, and then standing in front of the keeper and counting on his fingers. I want to see more of that, especially when Remember we're chasing Remember Jimmy the game. Nielsen? He was a great heel for KC. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know We hated the shit out of that guy. Licky oh. face. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of Jabba the Hutt with his tongue. Choked out his tongue. Just <laughs> but, uh, I think God. the team needs. <laughs> I do. Why did you whisper asshole? It made me uncomfortable. The way he whispered it. Just like, yeah. I'd like to eat. No. no. Whoa. <laughs> reverse, reverse. Jesus. Beep, um, beep, no, beep. I think, I think the team needs a jerk. I think the team needs a heel. And if we don't have one, we need to pick one up. Or I, maybe Will Bruin could be that. He has the size yeah. to be able to, to knock bodies with people and, and just, just be that kind of heel. Okay. So I think we need to mix it up. Starters for this time around. What's our back line look like? Who we get Evans out there. Alfaro, I think, has played left back at one point. O'Neal Fisher has played left back for us. Okay. And Fisher didn't get any minutes this time around, I right? I don't even know if he was in the 18. So we got Fisher at left. Let's say we've got, just for the sake of argument, we got Brad Evans at right back. We Marshall, put Spencer. Chad Marshall and Svensson. Oh, in I'm the back. assuming Torres is not playing. Assuming Torres is not healed. Well, was he in the 18 last week? That sucks. Okay, I'm well, prepared. let's put Torres in then. Yeah. Torres and Marshall. I think we should have Torres because Torres and Marshall are big bodies, yep. and I think they need to kick the crap out of Dom Dwyer. Okay. Then we go back to the 4-2-3-1. We have uh, yeah. Roldan, and, uh, Roldan and Alonzo. Are they going to have the energy for this? Well, I think so. So I, I don't think Roldan got too... He got beat up a little bit, yeah, but not too but bad. Not like His running around, is probably and, strict, yeah. yeah, just jacked from from getting handed to us. And um, as such, he needs to be playing. So yeah, so yeah, leave him there next yeah. to Ozzy. What, yep. what, what's our back four look like? 
uh, our back four looked like uh, either Svensson or Torres with Marshall, uh, and then uh, at right back, Alpha Brad Evans. Okay. And then on the left, uh, O'Neill Fisher or, yeah, Alfaro. Okay. Probably. Yeah, because Alfaro has a left yeah. foot. You could probably do that. Yep. Um, works for me if it works foot, for you, buddy. For pirate. Uh, so Alfaro, okay, so uh, yeah, Alfaro, okay. and then uh, midfield. Glad we could review do, that for you. Do you want to do a four-two-three-one? Yeah, I want to do a four-two-three-one again. So Let's then we stick still have with it. Oz, what works? Ozzy rolled on. Ozzy rolled on. Now, what do you want to do up top? What is working? I well, I, well let's I yeah. It's, I'm always beating up on Jordan Morris, so I wouldn't mind him not starting. I wouldn't mind having Will Bruin up top, and then uh, have uh, Lodero, Dempsey, and then who do you want on the right? Do you want Ship? Ship. Here's Ship. Let's do it. How's uh, how's Kovar? Mm, we haven't seen a whole lot of him this year. He's training. He did pretty well training. early. Yeah, um, let's put Ovar. Let's put uh, Kovar. You want to put Kovar to start, or you want to put Ship to start, and then Kovar to sub? Well, I'm just saying, given the players that we have that we had available for Chicago, I'm mm-hmm. assuming those same guys traveled. The only thing we're missing is Jones at that point. Yeah. No one else got sent off, and no one else is injured. So I wouldn't say we're missing him, Bob. <laughs> but I mean, at that. Hey, I hey, I think Jovan Jones has done a decent job. You no, know, he's young season, and he's so. he's he's working he, his ass off. He uh, had just a turd of a game. Yeah, he yeah, had a bad happens. game. That's all. And that's yeah. all. So we'll give him that one. Hey, no, look, yeah. I defended no. somebody. Absolutely, thanks, Cat. <laughs> Appreciate it. That should mean and something all, to you, Jovan Jones. I'm all on the on the 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 hate bandwagon too. Somebody says, "Yeah, fuck that guy." So no. you know, yeah, let's get it. I mean, we we we, we apologize <laughs> for Molly's Fry. down. Fry's built up enough credit that he can have a couple of stinkers, and yeah, so I guess Jovan and, can too. Yeah, and you know, I I love this team. I think the the reason I get so upset about all this is because we're not reaching our full potential. You know, okay. we are. I mean, we're, we should be working a little bit better together at this point. And at that, you know, if we don't get to the uh, norming session, right, where we where we start to level off, to start level off and start getting some points and start working together, it start looked like it was starting to do that a couple of weeks ago. We need to get back in that. Stop messing around. Uh, stop changing the formation. Let's get some stability for these guys. Well, I know because there's no reason we needed to mix all that up for fucking Chicago. We say we're a good team, but stats don't lie. Right, we, we're out of the playoffs as of today, and we are. Bro, who it's May. We are we're we're a bad team right now. We are who we are. And now, if if you say, "Oh, we," it's it's like one of those things where your kid keeps screwing up or your dog keeps biting people. But he's a really sweet dog. He's a really good dog at heart. We're we're a good team at heart, but on the field, don't it's touch not Grover's butt. Yet. He'll bite your he definitely will bite you. <laughs> but at this point, we're not a good team. So I, I, I'll, I'll switch to we're a good team when our stats show it. Okay. And I'm not talking about possession stats. We had that conversation last okay. week. Okay. Yeah. So possession. what are you, what are you changing about what we've laid out so far? Well, then? I just, I said just, just like that. Uh, left back is either Alfaro or O'Neill Fisher. Mm-hmm. And then I, if if uh, Torres didn't travel, then we put Marshall and Svensson in the mm-hmm. in the middle, and. Um, Shoot up right back. I guess we'll we'll use Brad because he's Brad or whatever. And then uh, I want Brad in the uh, in the eleven against KC because we need that leadership for that team just for the uh, just for appearances' sake and having some senior folks on the squad actually pointing things out. Um, I don't know that Dempsey's ever going to be captain again. has he been captain since the red card wedding? No, no, no. <laughs> red think, card wedding. I think yeah. he's maybe when he can get back into U.S. Open Cup, then maybe yeah. he'll get the captaincy again. <laughs> um, but I, I would like to see, yeah, I'd like to see, well, 
Dempsey in the middle of the midfield. We already talked that yeah. Ozzy and, and Ozzy and Roldana in defensive mid. Um, on the left, we we had Lodero, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Clint in the middle, up top. Oh, uh, right, a ship, or do you want Alfaro? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't super impressed with his debut back in Chicago either. I don't. I was not impressed with anyone in Chicago. Yeah. No, nobody in Chicago did well. But maybe, uh, maybe nobody covered t- themselves in glory, as they say. Maybe they needed to ride t- from Chicago to uh, Sporting Kansas City in like six different Chevy vans. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll take a line from Major League the movie. And we're coddling these guys too much. That's right. Put them in a bus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just a bit outside. Uh, I think we'll be all right, but until 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 the the, the morale improves, they'll still be beatings. Yeah, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, any uh, scoreline predictions other than my? I have no idea. There's I can't no even, way we're gonna get a point. I can't even like. I I think we have an opportunity to get it together. It's a road it. trip. We're having fun. The boys or they got the Walkmans on. Whatever it, it takes. I, I we have an opportunity to. Get a little bit of, of team cohesion, maybe, um, on the road trip. Have yeah. some trust falls. Trust I'll say maybe a, I'll call people a 1-1 one, 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 one time. 1-1 one, one draw. All right. Being, Kansas City being Kansas City in Kansas City, I think there could there could possibly be a trap game. We could possibly sneak up on them. You know, maybe, they're, uh, maybe they're looking past us because yeah. we are the team that everybody wants to play right now, remember? Yeah. Well, who's KC playing this weekend is uh, question the question. Too. Yeah. Okay, Google. Okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, Steve. Donkey show again, Steve? Whoa. Jeepers, man. Why are you looking at my web history? <laughs> Delete browser. Delete browser history. Delete browser history. Delete cookies. Delete cookies. Uh, so, KC yeah, yeah, we got Kansas City. And schedule. Then, uh, no, what's KC's schedule? Kansas City's schedule? got Vancouver at Vancouver next. Vancouver at Vancouver. And then we come home and play RSL. Okay, so KC's going to get waxed by Vancouver. That's what I think. And I think they're going to send their best out there. So, yeah, we got a shot at, at walking out with a point or three points. I think uh, three points is outside probably 25% odds, just like Donald Trump. And, um, okay, so we are looking forward to also this week, uh, probably before we sit down together again, uh, RSL on Saturday at 2 o'clock, after which we will be having an interview with our dear friend and friend of the pod, fan of the pod, James Woolard, who is BritVox US, uh, the voice of the Sounders in stadium. So that'll be super exciting for us. Uh, but uh, do we think we're going to – do we have any thoughts on what RSL looks like? RSL is below us. So, I mean, they're they're a dumpster fire too. Okay. Excellent. So we could so walk we away might. with three at home. Yeah, that would be nice. We might get right. Okay. So we have hope of getting a point on the road at KC, three points at home we, against RSL, and then we can reevaluate in the next pod. I still think Kansas Kansas City could do Kansas City things and mm-hmm. fall apart. I mean, we are their bugaboo. You know, there was, uh, with the f- exception where they kicked crap out of us and got our coach fired, we had in the 88th minute of every one of those games been their nemesis. I mean, we were at Kansas. I mean, and they've shoot. been ours in Open Cup. 
That was the one time. Just and one time. They, that was one they got time. our fired coach. But in the playoffs, when did we score? Valdez got the game winner in the 88th minute. Uh, so maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a chance. Maybe that high press wears off in the last 10 minutes of the game, and they get tired. You got the top button buttoned. Yeah. That's I'm, the hardest I'm button feeling button. insecure. The hottest button, the button. Uh ow. <laughs> if, if it is going to happen, it's going to happen late. And uh, uh, so we could, we could sneak away. We could just dine and dash. We could get points and get the heck out of Kansas City. And All right. We'll get, get some right ribs. Get know. going. My boy Nate on the podcast was in Kansas City recently, and he says the ribs are everything you imagine they would be. So get to Kansas City. Um, hope our away boys are able to uh, support us. I'm sure they will. Uh, we are ECS, uh, uh, ECS Travel Monkey. What is that? EC, at ECS. Well, we'll if get it just, right in yeah. the show notes. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe uh, on iTunes uh, or on Stitcher. Follow us at Flounders B Team on Twitter. Uh, we have been Steve Kettleson, Tim Hamilton, and Kat Peterson. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, you've been listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Many times I thought of cutting out, but my heart won't buy it. But if there's nothing shaking, come this here July. I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball.